The Application of Human Tissue for Drug Discovery and Development An article by Margaret Glodworthy from Human Focus Testing, Cambridgeshire, United Kingdom Expert Opinion on Drug Discovery, 2012 Human tissues are invaluable resources for pharmaceutical research. They provide information about disease pathophysiology and equally importantly, health function. Confirmation or refutation of potential drug targets, validation or otherwise of other models employed, and functional models for assessing drugs' effects, whether beneficial or undesirable, in the most appropriate environment that can be replicated outside the human body. While human tissues have long been prized by pathologists in furthering our understanding of disease processes, there is a growing appreciation of their value at the late preclinical stage of drug discovery. Human tissue potential to contribute to early phases of the process before significant resources have been expended is also now gaining recognition. Mounting concern of a high rate of clinical stage drug failures mandates exploration of avenues for improving efficiency. Human tissue-based assays could play a key role in improving the translation process, as well as in moving towards stratified or personalized medicines. The editorial highlights some of the potential benefits of introducing human biosamples at each stage of the research process as a drug moves from concept to clinic. Some of the challenges with respect to obtaining tissues, minimizing variability and gaining acceptance are also discussed. Introduction Human tissues, whether surgically resected and surplus to diagnostic requirements, donated post-mortem or made available by the donation of biopsies or blood samples are available in a variety of formats, each of which is suited to different applications. Every tissue type is available in some form if you are prepared to be flexible in your requirements or creative in your use of the available material. Their clinical relevance is clear and they can play a vital role in translating laboratory insights into sufficiently safe and effective treatments and contributing to the generation of diagnostics. Human tissue acquisition is governed by differing national legislation with restrictions dependent on factors such as whether the donor was living or deceased at the time of donation, the purpose for tissue removal, the donor's mental capacity at the time of tissue removal, and whether medical records will be required, and if so, whether they will be anonymized. The availability of medical records and follow-up data greatly increases human tissue's translational value. Tissues may be unutilized fresh for functional assays or frozen or mixed in a variety of ways for analytical purposes or the production of tissue microarrays, TMAs. TMAs are particularly valuable for rapidly screening large numbers of tissues while using small quantities of those tissues. Where specimens are to be derived from libraries 
of sample surplus to diagnostic requirements, there are usually formally fixed paraffinin embedded FFPE. The most suitable format depends on the application for which they are sold. For example, whether you wish to evaluate a tissue's response to the addition of a drug, fresh functional, or to identify biomarkers for disease progression, FFPE could be used. A tissue for every stage. Human tissues can usefully be applied to basic research into disease pathophysiology, target validation, hit to lead identification, safety and efficacy assessment, biomarker discovery, and companion diagnostics development. A brief explanation of their role at each stage and examples of their implementation follows. Basic research into disease pathophysiology. In the case of human tissues derived from patients with the diseases and conditions being studied, they are of direct relevance and applicability. For example, a significant proportion of patients with epilepsy have pharmacologically refractory seizures, many of whom are potentially eligible for surgery. Tissues resected in order to remove suspected epileptic foci represent a valuable opportunity to study the process at work in the brains of epileptic patients in a way that has immediate clinical relevance. Using such tissue, Ropun and others showed that the mechanism underlying an electrical signature associated with epileptic networks was mediated by non-synaptic pyramidal cell activity. These offered a generally new insight into the pathophysiology of this distressing disease and underscored the potential of such tissues in assessing therapeutic interventions targeted at patients with pharmacologically refractory seizures. In order to understand disease, it's helpful to understand the healthy state. Another organ that has gained from the study of human tissues is the pancreas. Researchers discovered that contrary to expectation, the structure of human pancreatic islets diverges significantly from that of rodents, which are common research models. Subsequently, researchers have identified other differences in structural and operational features, which it is believed have implications not only for studies of diabetes, but also for assessing the quality of islets before transplants and optimizing growth of the relevant cell cultures. Target validation. Human tissues can be used to increase or decrease confidence that modulating the function of particular drug targets will have therapeutic benefits. It is critical to ascertain whether a potential drug target is present throughout the course of a disease or only at certain stages. It is also important to find out whether a drug target is present in all instances or the proportion of cases where it is found. These factors help to determine the variability of that target as an approach to tackling the disease in question. Hit to lead identification. While conventional tissue slices may be impractical for high-throughput screening HTS, primary cells or reconstituted tissues 
on standardized 3D scaffolds of a good compromise solution that enables more rapid screening while facilitating greater mechanistic understanding and multi-cell type analysis. Research to generate transplantable organs or organ parts can also generate useful models for testing new drugs. Accurate liver models are especially in demand as drug-induced liver injury is the most commonly cited reason for withdrawal of an approved drug. Fortunately, primary hepatocytes can be cultured as 2D or 3D models of liver function, and unlike many tumor or animal-derived versions, they have been shown to either maintain expression of key metabolic enzymes or retain the ability to induce the expression on exposure to xenobiotics. Respiratory tissue is also challenging to model as it is necessary to examine effects administered via gaseous phase at the air-cell liquid interface as well as by the liquid blood phase. However, 3D models of the relevant processes have been developed using biomimetic scaffolds in conjunction with suitable chambers for aerosol administration of drugs. Another approach to reconstituting lung functions in a more complex and realistic yet reproducible and more convenient format is the lung on a chip. The organ on a chip format, which utilizes microfluidic technologies to link phenotypically relevant cells, has also been extended to the gut. And both organ models and system and even multi-system chips, which use microfluidic technologies to link different organs on a chip in physiologically proportionate and relevant relationships, have been undergoing continuous development and improvement for some time. Safety and efficacy assessment Complex organ and system reactions to a drug can be examined in isolated tissues. For instance, cytokine release syndrome, such as resulted from phase 1 volunteers, were administered to experimentally immunomodulator TGN-1412 in 2006, can now be modelled using assays on cells extracted from donated blood. Assays based on cells extracted from blood are being used to model tissue responses since fresh lymphoid tissue samples are not readily available. This process may include maturation of blood cells, cold culture with stromal cells and 3D cell culture to emulate tissue responses in vitro. Functional assays may examine both efficacy and safety in fresh tissues. Some tissues are more difficult to maintain ex vivo than others and lose viability within hours. However, other organ and tissue piece or slice types can be maintained for these or even weeks. To illustrate, intact segments of human artery have been cultured for up to 56 days in a model of human cytomegalovirus infection. Lymphoid tissue fragments from tonsillectomies have been used to study human herpes virus 6 infection for 15 days, and a range of normal and tumor slices have been maintained for 5 days.
Moreover, imaginative use of one tissue can sometimes substitute for one that is more difficult to obtain. For example, intact gut tissue expresses many of the same receptors as CNS tissue and so can, to some extent, provide a surrogate model of the CNS receptors. Limitations remain, for example, this model would not facilitate the study of migraine, psychiatric disease, thermoregulation, memory or blood-brain barrier function. Another example of the use of human tissues to provide unique insights prior to clinical trials comes from cardiology. Based on mouse data, they indicated differential ion channel expression dependent on whether the atrium or ventricle was examined. The drugs were considered for the treatment of arthemias. However, when they were tested using human heart tissue, the results were quite different. These drugs would have failed in these indications if tested in patients, probably at considerable expense and possibly putting patients at risk. Human tissues can also be used to identify whether a target of interest is also expressed in non-target organs and at what level. TMAs can enable rapid detection of targets across a wide range of donors or tissues. Where the therapeutic is a monoclonal antibody, early detection of potential cross-reactivities or of target expression on non-target tissues facilitates analysis and prediction of likely side effects and screening against a panel of human tissues is a U.S. Food and Drug Administration FDA requirement. A decision can then be made whether to hold development or to include a strategy for monitoring and mitigating likely side effects. Biomarker discovery and companion diagnostic development Human tissue-based research techniques are relatively well established in oncology. This is partly facilitated by the wide use of surgery to resect tumors and the case of access to sample of blood-borne cancers. Therefore, they are widely used to identify molecular signatures, known as biomarkers, of particular disease types to enable better classification and hence treatment selection and prognosis. Such developments go hand in hand with companion diagnostic development, as pressures on healthcare budgets mount coupled with the rising cost of new therapeutics. Public healthcare providers and private insurers are coming to expect that with increasing price tags will come better means of identifying which patients are most likely to benefit from a particular therapy and at what dose moving towards personalized or stratified medicine. In the field of prostate cancer, research using donated tissues has revealed that patients whose tumors express two particular biomarkers require aggressive intervention, meaning that other patients can enter a monitoring program rather than undergoing surgery with the complications and side effects these can introduce.
challenges. Availability. The time sensitivity of the process to be detected impacts upon sample availability. Tissues that deteriorate rapidly but are usually available only post-mortem, such as CNS, can be challenging to obtain in the state required and may require creative or flexible use of materials. Likewise, quantitative detection of highly liable biomolecules, such as mRNA, may require that strict time frames are observed or particular preservatives used with any deviations to noted so that they can be factored into the analysis. Fresh tissue use, whether it is not available to the researcher locally, requires an adequate infrastructure to ensure its timely arrival to the laboratory. Variability. Tissues may exhibit significant donor variability, complicating statistical analysis. However, this is surely more representative of patient populations than studies conducted upon inbred animals and may simply require that larger sample numbers are used. A key consideration is to keep variability due to extrinsic factors such as handling and processing to a minimum by employing consistent standards and noting any deviation. Acceptability. As with any newer technique, the likely acceptability by regulatory bodies of the data generated can be a concern, as can the issue of whether and to what extent such assays should be validated, and if so, how and by whom. It makes sense to validate models of human biology against clinical results, rather than data from different speeches. Unfortunately, limited availability of human data can hamper this, and the impact of preclinical human tissue data generated by private research companies for commercial clients is difficult to ascertain as it usually goes unpublished. However, as industrial researchers increasingly appreciate the ability of human tissues to generate the correct answer to some of the most pressing questions, regulatory bodies will presumably see more of this kind of data and it is to be hoped that a virtuous cycle will ensure with evidence of acceptability of data leading to increased use of human tissues, in turn leading to greater familiarity with the assays, the data generated and any limitations. As previously mentioned, cross-reactivity testing using an extensive panel of human tissues has long been recommended by the FDA for antibodies therapies. Meanwhile, recognition that there are problems using animal models to identify monoclonal antibodies whose administration leads to cytokine release syndrome logically mandates the adoption of certain in vitro assays using human fresh blood, which may generate more accurate data. Conclusion Human tissues demonstrate considerable versatility in the range of applications and formats in which they can be exploited. 
Their value lies in providing insights that can be gained only by examining patients, healthy volunteers or their tissues. Although there are challenges to using human tissues in obtaining sufficient tissues of adequate quality and quantity with the associated clinical data and in a desired format and ensuring the results from those tissues are accepted, the difficulties that may be encountered are worth overcoming. Expert opinion. While human tissue-based research is already contributing significant insights at every stage of drug discovery, there remains considerable room for improvement and expansion of the application, particularly at early stages of the process. The continued development and characterization of induced pluripotent stem cell lines, IPS, created using skin biopsies from patients with particular diseases to generate cells typical of the less accessible organs affected by their disease or condition such as nervous tissues holds great promise for contributing further supplies of cells for medical research and pharmaceutical testing. Meanwhile, despite the challenges, the beliefs of their inclusion outweighed the costs. Their relevance to the clinic has never been more pertinent, as 92% of novel drug candidates fail in clinical trials, and the cost of bridging a drug to market was most recently estimated as 3.7 to 11.8 billion US dollars. So it is time to examine whether the application of human tissues could reduce these figures. If clinical attrition could be reduced by heavy investment in human tissue models, leading to the selection of candidates with more favorable safety and efficacy profiles, costs and development times could be reduced. Where collaboration agreements with local clinicians are absent, networks of institutes and publicly funded biobanks, as well as commercial sourcing networks are proving their worth. Organs from heart-beating donors, where those organs are unsuitable for transplants, provide unparalleled opportunities for studying healthy wall organs, intact and in superb condition, and every effort should be made to encourage a donation to research, as well as to develop infrastructure for their dissemination. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please do consider following me on Twitter, Pub Reading, and on all podcast platforms.